can't be can't be talking about Kardashian workouts off off camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we started shooting the shit before recording, and we're like, we should just fucking record this. I don't know why we're not. I'm here today for my fabulous workout, and it's like half squats into a medicine ball or whatever the um, things are called. It's rolling like, off of it like you do, like when you when you're at PF and you have all the balls together, you just shoot across all of them. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's so weird. And I've seen clips of it, and like in one aspect, I'm like, you know what? If it works for them, it, it gives them the body image that they've had this whole time. Sure, but at the same time. If they're getting trained by someone, which is what I think is happening, like they don't know any better. You know, this trainer yeah. is supposedly probably really expensive and he's having them do these fucking whack ass workouts, you know, like if I was being well, out the ass, I'd be yeah. like, this has got to be proven. This is like, this has got to be like effective. But that's because you have, you've got like an actual fitness mindset. They're just like, I want to get my butt like Kim's. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, they, they don't need any more than what they're getting. They don't need to learn any more about it. So yeah, they just do what the trainer says and they think, okay, it works for me. But I bet you they've been doing the same shit for 10 years. have made no progress, you know, and they're just and getting plus, milk for every penny. Well, that's what I was going to say. And plus they're in LA. That kind of yeah. answers the question. There's, there's, uh, you're gonna be at like a ten to ninety percentile of good, like people who know what they're talking about in, you know, Hollywood compared to you know any of the the gym staples of the world. You know, yeah. There's a clip recently where it was like, uh, it was like, I said about chicks being in the gym for three months and being like, bye bye booty, built their workout or something like that. And it was just like these half-ass like like um, leg lifts for the cable machine from the side. I don't even know what to call them. They're kind like of like lateral raises. Yeah, they're kind of like lateral raises. So they have like the cable attached to their ankle, and they like it's it's that's basically just, just working your abductor. I was but, gonna say that's an unnecessary abductor movement. <laughs> you yeah, just go you just the, machine the machine like everyone but, else. Yeah, a lot of women do it because they prefer it, and I don't know, but. Um, well, you, you know why you prefer it? Because you can cheat when you do it like that. <laughs> you can swing your momentum and you can cheat on it. Yeah, I mean. The machine mm -hmm. for the abductor where you're opening, you're screaming in pain the whole way through. I, adductors where you're going in, you can cheat on that even on the machine. But going out, there's far fewer ways to cheat on that machine. Yeah, I mean, with the the one good advantage, I guess, with the cables is that you could – get a further a better stretch out of it because you could sure. stretch your abductor as far as you could possibly go where you can't do that with the machine um but my other problem with the machine is that it's like it's either too heavy or too light there's no in between with the machine hmm. like i have to do typically full stack for like 10 to 12 reps and that's going like as far as my hips can allow but at the same time it's like i want more but i also want less you know yeah. it's, it's a weird machine as far as like the way at least my body works but I don't know, teach their own. I went to the gym the other day and these two chicks were there. I didn't pay any attention to them until what? I like put Wait, down. What? They're chicks? Bro, you didn't text me? <laughs> oh, no. Muscle mommies. No, but they were at the gym and I put down my bag at the leg extension machine and nothing was at the leg extension machine. So nobody was using it. Nothing was there. So I went over, put my bag down. And she goes, this girl goes over to me. She goes, hey, we got two more sets. I was like, okay. So I was going to superset anyway. So I just like, all right, whatever. I'll just start with the other movement first. And then I'll give that a couple sets. So about two sets in, 
Um, they only hit one set. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to end up fucking waiting forever for this, aren't I? And then they walk over, do something else, and they go superset it with, like, fucking pull-ups or whatever. Because they're doing, like, leg day, but also back day for some reason. I don't know. And I'm, like, I'm doing my third set. It was actually ad, it was actually abductors. It was abductors and leg extensions. And I was done my third set of my four sets of my abductor movement. And I'm, like, they haven't come back over for the, for the second set. I'm just going to go do it. Yeah, and I just went over and started using it. I'm like, I'm not gonna wait any longer. Like, I'm done three sets over here. Like, this is the problem with supersetting when you're with someone; it takes longer. So I'm just not yeah. gonna wait. I'm gonna end up waiting all day. So I just went over but and I think, used it, and then they walked away. But I think it also has to do with intensity because no one's training in the gym harder than you and I. So like, we're our, our sets. Not that they go quicker, but comparatively to someone who's doing like a you know, regular set, we're probably outpacing them. So there has to, like, you're, you're beating them time-wise anyways. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was just something I had to deal with. I was just, normally I wouldn't do something like that, but I'm like, I've, get, I've waited extra long rests between sets and did three sets and you still haven't come back over for your second set. So I was like, I'm just going to go use it. If they were like, they used it and then, you know, they came back a couple minutes later or whatever. And then they started using it. it took them a while to finish up the second set. Then sure. But they weren't even close. They were, didn't even come back. Yeah. I started using it and they just, I never saw them like use the machine again. So um, I was just, that was really annoying. But the reason we talked about the Kardashians is because you said, yeah, which is like what like Courtney <laughs> says. They're like, oh, you're a vegan. She's like, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just, I don't know why. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why she does that shit, but you said something about your muscle mommy drink. You're like, yeah. Yeah. I have my, so, uh, my oats all blended up. <laughs> what's in there? I, well, so my morning is always, um, a cup of oats with a scoop of protein and just some water and heat it up. Like that's every morning. Um, mm -hmm. and on days where, one, I don't have the time to actually eat it, like take the preparing. It's not the, to the time I'm worried about. It's actually eating it because it's dry. I have to drink a lot of water with it. And it, it's just, it takes a lot on my system to get it down. I just blend it together. And when I blend it, I use milk instead of water to get extra calories in there. And uh, it just mm -hmm. goes down a lot, a lot easier. But the one downside is that when I drink my food, I don't feel as fulfilled, like, and I, I want to eat more. I mean, that's not a bad thing for me because I'm trying to put on more. But I notice that when I drink it, I, it's not like my body's not registering it as much as it should be, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like, it's also kind of like a, um, I guess a way to trick your body kind of like sometimes I'm like hungry and I'll just drink my egg whites early. And I'm like, I know it's not like food, food that I'm chewing, but if I give it some time, it'll fill me up. And it does, you know? Yeah. So if you need to just get some food into your system real quick, drinking it does does help. Yeah, I blended a ham the other day. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. I wonder the consistency <laughs> of that would be. We have we, at the house, We my, my roommate, uh, he his mom gave him a ham when he moved in, and it's been in the freezer ever since. So I joke about it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna thaw that thing out and just blend it. <laughs> yeah, why not eat it? Why haven't you guys eaten it yet? Well, I mean we we all have like my girlfriend and I have specific meal plans, and uh, mm. he 
does i mean he cooks a lot of small meals this is a whole ham we're talking about <laughs> so mm-hmm. it, it, it it needs to be a family affair if we're, if we're gonna cook this thing gotcha gotcha yeah i don't know how big the ham was usually people it's, buy just half hams or something no it's it's a good it's a good chunker damn i love hams ham's so good mm. especially if you can cook it properly and make it nice and juicy shit's good yeah. with a lot of fat oh yeah that's good <laughs> Speaking um, of uh, food, though, I got a funny story to share with you. I got this. Yeah. Uh, I got this kid that I teach. So he's in eighth grade, all right. And he, mm-hmm. uh, he's one of the most fit kids in the in the not just the grade, but like school. Like he doesn't have as much size, but he's toned and he's strong, and he plays like every sport. So like he's just like a really athletic kid, and he's got a build. And he's like, I want to be. Uh, what was it? It. I forget what his weight is, but he's he wants to be 60 pounds higher by the end of the calendar year. I was like, that's ambitious, but all right, man. Um, and he goes, yeah, I'm going to follow a bulk. And so he has his phone on him, and he has timers set every hour. And I'll be teaching, and, like, you know, we're in the middle of a book or whatever, and I hear, and he goes, yo, Mr. Noel, I got to eat. What do you got for me? <laughs> and he just comes over and looks because I've got food because I'm doing the same thing I'm eating throughout the day. <laughs> and so now this kid, I'm bringing in like an extra sandwich every day because this kid, I'm not going to tell him no because I'm like, absolutely, I want you to bulk. I, and you're doing it the right way. Like you're not eating giant meals. You're doing it spurs throughout the day. You set timers. I'm like, yeah, bro, come on over. Have this peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> That's awesome. I wonder if he's going to be able to do it. I mean, he's going to have to eat a shit ton, most likely. Well, that's... especially being like thirteen or so, and probably skinny on skinnier size. Yep. How a lot of those kids are who are athletic, you know. Um, he they're... bugs everybody in the room, though. Like there was one day where I didn't have food, and he stood over another kid till he got the kid's bag of Doritos. <laughs> like, yeah, he can't be doing that. Just bring your own food. <laughs> well, think about how expensive it is to eat. well in eighth grade to be eating something every hour (laughs) okay but he could also i mean if you really wanted to do it i was working under the table i think at that age Mm. so you could work under the table somewhere a lot it's hard to do that with a lot of sports so yeah true but um yeah speaking of food lee priest (laughs) (laughs) transition of the century yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you say yeah, side? So... <laughs> oh yeah, you saw that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know where that was going. It was like it was an anime, and she, she said something about side, and he's like, "Did you say side?" And it was like side, and then like it zoomed down, and he like grew massive, ripped his clothes from just flexing, and then did a side chest, and I was like, "Wow, I love that." Well, it's she I never, said I didn't I, see that coming. She said, "I love that side of you, side." Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, you did the side chest. That's awesome. I had to set it over. I was still half asleep when I saw that shit. Um, but no, we. I figured, you know, today we could talk a bit about Lee Priest because um, he's been recently back in a little bit of a spotlight again. I mean, he's he's well known in the bodybuilding community. Um, he's one of those people, kind of in a similar light to Rich Piana, like he tells it how it is and. You either love it or you hate it. Um, some of his takes to me, I think, are a bit abrasive, but also a lot of it's like pretty real. 
Um, you know, he has pretty good opinions. He, the one that I don't like that much is he absolutely fucking just shits on men's physique constantly. And I'm like, if you don't respect it, that's fine. But it just, he, it's, it's a couple of times I've seen him talk about it and I'm like, all right, you're just really going out of your way just to be mean about it. Um, yeah. but he's not making fun of anybody in particular. He just thinks the whole division is like a joke. Like that's what his opinion is, which is fair. I mean, that's his opinion. He, he's totally entitled to his opinion. It's just, um, I think sometimes he just goes a bit too far, um, with how much he hates it. Uh, but to each their own and Lee priest, he, um, he competed for a very, very long time. Um, I believe it was over 20 years. It was a couple his first show ago. is in, was in 1986 and his last one was in 2013. So 20, 25 years, uh, quarter of a century he was competing for. And he did at least a couple shows a year, two to three shows a year, something like that. And that shit adds up, you know, um, there's guys that I know that only hit one show every year or two. And by the time, you know, I came along and, and met them, they're like, Oh, I'm 10 shows in. I'm like, Oh, that's a shit ton. But then I see like something that really priest was doing, you know, two or three shows a year. Well, it's been a few years, boom, you've already hit 10 shows, you know? So it, it adds up real quick. But I mean, I do know guys fucking who hit like six shows last year alone. They just kept competing, trying to get that Olympia card. And they just never, it just never happened. Um, so it's, you know, it, it adds up, but the reason I, you know, Lee Priest is back in the spotlight a little bit is because, because Sam Sulik, actually, he said, uh, Sam said, I want to, he wanted to recreate the tricep photo, um, that Lee Priest created with Tom Platts. And that was, that's the photo in the background here. If you're watching the, if you're watching the, the video format of our, of our episode today, you could see a little bit of his tricep, um, on the screen. And, you know, the top of his head and his eyes. But, uh, yeah, it's that photo. And people were kind of – I mean, for the most part, Sam's community is very, very positive. It's just kind of who he is as a person. Um, he's just kind of a chill dude and just does his own thing. But um, people were kind of dog- – supposedly, I didn't actually see it. But supposedly, um, people were, like, dogging on Sam for, like, saying – that he's similar to Lee Priest or trying to compare himself to Lee Priest. And Lee Priest came out in a video and he was just like, I don't know why Sam's getting so much hate for this. Like, it's really not that deep. And he's like, he's just trying to recreate the photo. And he's like, if, and I've said this before, you know, before recording this video, that if Sam just had some more size in his triceps and his forearms, then, um, and, and leaned out a bit more then he'd be able to recreate the photo. He's like, but I don't know why he's getting so much hate for that. He's like, I don't, I don't understand. So that's why. Lee Priest is bit in a bit of a spotlight now. Um, and he's actually gotten interviewed. He, he was on, um, he was on, uh, Fuid Abiyad's, um, podcast for, I forget, uh, hostile nutrition or whatever, hostile supplements, that podcast, whatever. I, he just interviews people. He has like four or five people on at a time and they just kind of shoot the shit, but he was on it. I think a few days ago probably because of something like this. And they, I think Sam was actually in the, in the podcast episode too, because Sam is sponsored by hostile. So I'm pretty sure Sam was in it too. I didn't watch it. I just saw it and they ended up, you know, they met for the first time and all that. But, um, Lee priest is kind of a freak of nature too. Um, he was, I don't really know. What was his height? Like five, four. Mm-hmm. Let me see. His height was five, four. five four. Yeah. He was five, four. Yeah. Five, and, four and off and, season two sixty. <laughs> Um, yeah, his competition weight was between 196 and 205, um, depending on the show and all of that. But 
supposedly he had 22 inch arms on stage and 24 inch arms off season, which is fucking crazy for five, four, but it's also because him and someone, you know, similar Jay Cutler really took the bulk to the, to another level. Um, Lee priest bulked and he was, he was very much an advocate for dirty bulking. Um, that's what worked for him. That's what worked for Jay. Uh, they just would get borderline fat. Like if you didn't know any better, if you didn't know what you're looking at, you'd see Lee is almost fat. Um, mm. but then he'd, he'd lean out for a show and it would just fucking fall. All the fat would just fall off and he'd be massive underneath all that. So they, they, him and Jay both really believed in a dirty bulk. Um, Jay did kind of keep some definition, but it's also because like Jay's like 5'10 or 5'11 or something. And when you're as muscular as Jay, like it doesn't really matter how much fat you put on, you're always going to see a bit of your muscles, you know, like it's, he just has that much muscular size where with Lee being on the shorter side, you know, if he puts on 50 pounds of weight in the off season, which is a lot, but let's say he puts on 50 pounds, it's going to be a lot more on, on Lee than it is on Jay. You know, 50 pounds is a lot, is a big difference in that height change. It's fucking huge. I mean, we're talking like Jay was probably like, I don't know, 260, 270, maybe on stage, maybe in that ballpark at, at minimum. Lee is like 200 on stage, you know? So like height really does play a huge role when it comes to your overall size. So, um, Lee was known for his dirty bulking, and then now he's known for his uh, his almost like Mike Tyson face tattoo and and his uh, straight up honest opinions on shit. So if you ever watch a video of his like YouTube short or something like that, he'll tell you how the fuck it is. And he talks a lot about steroids and stuff like that too. And he he trashes on guys who take a lot of steroids, and they get so upset about it in the comments. But it's he's like he just never needed it. You know, he never needed a shit ton of steroids. Um, and he trashes on guys who do because he's saying that he needed the, he didn't need the genetic or he had the genetics for it. Um, and he thinks that if you don't have the genetics for it, you don't have the genetics for bodybuilding. Like shit like that, you know, he's he's very frank about all of it. Well, his thing with uh with you know steroids is kind of interesting because of his path to pro bodybuilding and like how uh for the like he won the the australian uh the mr australia at like 17 and he's got this great bodybuilding physique but when he tried to go into the ifbb pro at at the time uh they he was just getting beat out because the guys had all that extra size so um, that's when eventually he would, I'm getting the timeline mixed up because I don't have it right in front of me, but, um, when he would eventually go over, he was like, well, if these guys are going to beat me with, you know, 30, 40 plus pounds, I'm going to go, you know, mess with them too. And, you know, it's not a, an abusive cycle by any means, but certainly hopped on. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's also interesting that nobody takes into account too is that when it comes to anabolics and you're at a smaller height and smaller weight or lower weight and all of that you don't need, need to t nearly take as much in order to get an efficacious efficacious dose um because you know you're let's say you you pin just for an easy number let's say a thousand milligrams or one gram let's say one gram a, a week one gram on someone who's 200 pounds is a big difference between someone who's on three, who's 300 pounds, you know? So 
for him, taking less does actually like go further. Uh, mm-hmm. Granted, you know he was still taking a lot, especially for his height. He says it's low dose, but like he he had this line. He was talking about how he said, let's say he took two hundred fifty sustadon, which is like direct ter- testosterone suspension. It's just a form of t- testosterone, basically. He said he'd take two milliliters a week, which would be four five hundred. And when he took cypionate, um, so testosterone cypionate, which is a, a super fast uh, half life, he'd take four hundred. 500 sus and 400 sip that's pretty high for someone at his his height and his weight um i know guys who are on half that and they're basically on anabolic like solid anabolic levels every every time we do the cast (laughs) dude i know i don't know why it's what i'm talking in the morning i was you know but like for me, when I was in prep, I was like no more than 300 milligrams of test during my prep, you know, and that's when you take the most amount of gear off season. I've taken more, but, you know, for instance, during prep, I was taking 300. Um, and that was uh prop, which is a, um, oh wait, no, wait, Cipionate is a longer half-life. I got that backwards. Sorry. Sustanon is very fast. Cipionate is longer. Cipionate is a super long half-life. It's like two weeks or some shit. It's a super long half-life. I was thinking ACE. I was thinking the acetate. That's my fault. Um, I was thinking prop, testosterone propionate, which is a super fast half-life. That's like hours, borderline. Um, that's really that's why it's so good for prep because when you basically stop taking it, only a few days after, it's like almost entirely out of your system. But uh, Cipionate takes forever. So Cipionate, he took 400. Um, Sustanon, he took 500, which makes sense. Actually, now I think about it, but it's still a decent amount um, of 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 gear. Uh, he said, he said maybe one anabolic day or Androl 50, so that's 50 milligrams. Androl, which is about one pill typically, he would take Clen or T3 before a contest. Um, so I mean, that's all. That's all pretty standard. I mean, I've taken. All of that except for D ball. Anadrol is pretty sweet. Um, in my first ever cycle, I ran Anadrol. It's pretty low. It's pretty mild. It's a pretty mild oral, is what Anadrol is. A good starter point. It's like that. It's a good. This is the difference between men and women here for you. It's a good starter point for men um, outside of testosterone, but it's like the furthest you should go as a woman is Anadrol. Like our well, minimum that's... is like their like top. Well, it's because, yeah. you know, any any anabolic taken as a lady is going to make you into a dude. So the, you want to keep your feminine inside. So you stay away from that kind of stuff, you know? I mean, they have like, um, I, there's a source, which actually I heard something about. I'm just going to say, so there's a source, um, one of my sources, he actually has, I don't know if it's a he or she or whoever, um, could be a group of people. I have no idea. Considering my knowledge of this person's grasp of the industry, especially now, holy shit. So I got a story for you. Um, <laughs> especially now, um, he probably has, this is probably a team of people selling all these steroids and shipping them out and shit. And they've also been very fast because I pay by invoice, which is unique. Typically you pay like Venmo or cash app or whatever, where it's like, you don't say what it is. You just send them the money. But them, it's an actual invoice. They send you an invoice. You go online, you pay it, and they send you a receipt. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, why am I? 
why am I paying a business? <laughs> this is yeah. weird. But anyways, the point is on the listing of their products, it actually says like female dose stuff, right? So it's like they they get um like Winstraw, for instance, right? They'll have like Winstraw, but it's a lower dose version. So it's like typically the same price per pill, which is how you buy it, but it's a lower dose. So that way they just take one pill instead of cutting it in half or something like that. So it would make sense for it would not make sense for me to buy it, but it makes sense for for women to buy it. It's it's easier to to take one pill that's dosed where it should be for them, mm. versus taking a higher dose and cutting it and potentially kind of messing with the mil, the dosage and stuff like that. Um, but the story that reminded me of it was, um, I left the gym the other day. I had to turn back around and go back because I forgot my water bottle. When I got back, I saw someone there that I hadn't seen in a while. So I said, "Hey, what's up?" You know, started shooting the shit, and he said. Um, did you run out of, did you run out of gear at any point? And I was like, I was like, I haven't had the need to buy anything recently. Um, I was like, I've been off for a while and I was like, I'm not really taking much besides just like stuff over the counter. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, I heard some guys, um, nearby that, you know, a lot of guys actually that have run out of shit. And I've had a bunch of guys approach me and ask me, Hey, do you got a source that I could use? Because you know, my guy completely out, like blah, blah, blah. So supposedly, actually, what happened was, the, the I think the same guy that I sometimes go to, not all the time, but sometimes, they got robbed. Oh, gee. And apparently a ton of their shit was taken. But here's the funny thing, too. So when it comes to anabolics, a lot of it is like, especially in the law enforcement world, it's a lot of it's don't ask, don't tell. A lot of cops are on gear. A lot of guys in the military are on gear. It's don't ask, don't tell. You kind of know... You know, if somebody's on gear, people are bodybuilders and who are police officers, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's like, just don't really openly talk about it. It'd be fine. Um, but um, where was like, oh, yeah. So the only time that they really do actually care is if you're selling it. That's really the only time that they care. The DEA cares when you're selling it, especially in bulk, right? Uh, the only reason they ever cared about um, uh, Courtney Bumstead or not Courtney, um, Chris Bumstead's sister that, that got arrested um, Ian Vire's wife, um, she got arrested because they did that controlled drop, or whatever. The only reason they did that was because I, I believe is because Chris Bumstead's in the spotlight and like the whole family's in the spotlight, right? Because they're big in the bodybuilding community and all that. So I think they only did that for the publicity sake because like, it's such a stupid fucking thing to do to go after someone who's like, even, even for Ian and Chris combined, it's still a drop in the bucket compared to what guys are selling, you know, like they, yeah, they're taking a lot theoretically, but it's not nearly as much as these guys have in stock and are selling on a regular basis. But um, so, yeah, so they care about the sellers, typically the suppliers, the dealers, all that. Uh, and a lot of it comes from China. So it's kind of hard to regulate it coming into the U.S. because it comes, you know, for clinics and whatnot. And you get your connection with the clinics is a whole thing, you know. Um, but I mean, what are you going to do? You, you get all of your gear stolen that you're selling. What are you going to do? You're going to call the cops? Hmm. Oh, they took all my illegal steroids. It's like, that's why, like, that's why drug dealers get, get robbed all the time is because we're, they can't call the cops. There's nothing they can do. You know, it's, you got robbed. They took your illegal shit. You're not going to report that they took your illegal shit because you had the illegal shit, you know? Or so, if, uh, um, if there's a, like a police intervention of some kind and that doesn't get reported because now it's in, uh, 
some some policeman's you know <laughs> locker and they're gonna pin after their shift <laughs> yeah yeah exactly they confiscate it they're like i'm gonna put this right in the evidence locker well really it's my locker <laughs> <laughs> it's how roddy coleman was able to make it by financially he just stole gear from he, <laughs> he robbed people from. <laughs> he just robbed people of their gear that, like, that's oh, our bottles that, of testament ticket that's our yeah bait. buddy that's our clickbait uh, title for today. Ronnie Coleman <laughs> stole steroids. Ronnie Coleman stealing steroids on the force. Um, I got to look up Lee Priest's cycle. Um, Turns out the off-season. anabolic window wasn't about food. It was about <laughs> actually getting stuff. <laughs> this it was, is your window was, of time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was his... Uh, it was in the window, yeah, the window he had to eat. It was the window he had to shove it into his locker real quick. <laughs> Let me see. I got. I just got to pull up YouTube in general. Also, uh, on the topic of Sam Sulek getting hate for recreating the pose, next time you're up or next time I'm down there, we're just going to recreate all the por- all the different pictures. <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna each do yeah, quad stomps. We're gonna each not do the lead tri, uh, tricep. We'll do the uh, <laughs> we'll do like the the C bum with 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 uh, Hani next to him. Uh, side chest correction. We'll <laughs> we'll yeah. We'll do all the different things. Exactly. Um, we would not be close to the size though. We'll be we'll be the size we'll of that muscle that they're flexing. We'll be bigger. <laughs> <laughs> if you combine the both of us, we're like close. We're gonna All we're right, gonna go, go on uh, Rich Piano's. Yeah, I was taking two IU's of GH every hour. <laughs> I take it hourly. There's a clip of this guy recently. I I don't even know what it was from, but he was like, "Yeah, I'm taking three. Oh, fuck, what was he saying? Three milliliters a day." And this guy was like. Or three milliliters. He said he's th- taking three milliliters of test. And he's like, he's like, whoa. You can see it like zoom in. It's like a whole meme. It like zoom in. This guy's like, wait, three milliliters a day or a week? And he goes, a day. And he goes, three m- milliliters of like just test. And he's like, yeah, I'll take three milliliters of test and three milliliters of Masteron. And he goes, <laughs> and I'm like, that's exactly my response. Like, let's say we're talking like, the lowest dosage of test you could possibly get. Let's say like Matt, typically test prop is like pretty low. It's like hundred milligrams a milliliter, right? So typically you have to pin a few milliliters a week in order to get 300 milliliters. Like that's what I had to do, which is, which sucked because I would have to pin like two and a half milliliters in one syringe. You just fucking, it's like a bowling ball. You're implanting into your butt cheek, but he did three milliliters supposedly a day of each, which is awful. That sounds terrible. You run out of places to pin, but, um, I'm like, let's say you're talking the lowest amount. You're talking about two grams of test a week. I'm like, there's no fucking way, dude. Hmm. He'd be dead. But also he had like, he was no bodybuilder that I knew. So he was never like at the top or even at the pro level, really. A lot of the time I know some of the pros, especially the ones that are doing decent. Um, He was nowhere near that. So this guy, it was not worth it. It was however much he was taking was not worth it. But here, check this out. So this is... Lee Priest's off-season versus on-season. Can I shut off the fucking sound? <laughs> uh, wherever the... Oh, top right. Top right, you can... Uh, there it. it is. Okay, there we go. All right. So that's his off-season, right? 
dirty bulk, like looks actually kind of like kind of fat. Like he looks muscular, but then look at his off season. Yeah. Dude's insane. Look at his hamstrings. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? <laughs> this is before he got his face tat and shit. So like he looks not much definition. I mean, a lot of it, he's starting a lot of it in his back and in his legs. You could tell a lot of his fat starting his back and his legs. Then look at that. That's fucking crazy. Look at his hamstring. What the <laughs> fuck is that, it's dude? Fur, it's further than his glute. <laughs> That's insane. Like, that is absurd. Calves are solid. Um, you know, it's harder for him to build calves because he's shorter. So it's it's much harder for him to build, like, noticeable calves. The best mm. calves in the world are all guys who are tall as shit. Um, but his hams, that's fucking crazy. Let's see. 300 pounds, 225 competition weight, which supposedly isn't true. I guess, like, I don't know if this is, like, inaccurate or something. But somewhere else um, said that it's anywhere from, like, 193 to 205. But let's just, let's just say 225. 300 in the off season for a guy this size? That's crazy. Absurd. I mean, you can tell, like, look at, he's a super muscular dude. So you can tell. Yeah. You know, like his, look at his delts, dude. Like that alone is like absurd. And that's also anabolics there for you too. I mean, it's, you know, your delts are super androgenic. So you're, that's why like a lot of guys joke about taking gear just to get bigger delts because your delts literally blow the fuck up when you mm. take gear. Same with, your, same with your traps. A lot of times your traps also blow up too. That's why like your guys' traps get huge and swollen and they look crazy in the um, off season, especially because they're taking so much gear. Uh, but yeah, his delts look insane. Let's see. Where is it? Where's the next part? Front squat. You want to go back to the front squat? It, I was about to say like our fucking, I can't, I can't, you won't let me. Oh, rewind. okay. His hamstring in that, <laughs> in the front squat was absurd. Yeah. He had like a three inch range of motion. Not much definition, but tons of size. Pretty big dude. Pushing around a lot of weight. Pretty young here, too. Yeah. And he's also not on a shit ton of gear, but then look at his offseason. Like, look at that. Like, borderline eight-pack. Like, that's crazy. And, like, no stretch skin or nothing. You know, like, he's he's... It's a lot of water and a lot of fat, but it's not enough to, like, stretch his skin out by any means. Yeah. He would be, like, the perfect dude to do, like, that scorpion shit, whatever it's called. Oh, there it is. We're going to say, that'd be perfect for that. He's got the perfect build for it. Yep. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's pretty crazy um, offseason. That's just how he's always done it. Oh, that's sick. That's Why do they a, not make that anymore? That's that looks like a like a like a banded Smith machine. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just a cabled Smith machine or something. That's sick. So you don't have to worry about it dropping on you. Got to wear the glasses too. Studious man. You gotta look. It, it's studious. It's studious. But yeah, he's also one of the guys who was like big in um Venice Beach and shit. Supposedly the guy who um, ran or owned or something, Gold's Gym in Venice, was his only source of steroids. So, like, he would supply Lee with his steroids. And supposedly that he corroborated. He said that, like, Lee really wasn't on that much compared to everybody else. He's like, trust me, I would know I was his only source. Mm. He's like, so 
believe me, like he was really not on that much. Um, which I mean, I can I can understand, but again, you got to take into account, like I've said a million times, his height and his size. But um, I mean, personally, yeah, supposedly there was rumors of this. Did he end up doing it? Um, yeah, I mean, he he still has a lot of upper body size. His legs are are a lot of it's missing, but I mean he still looks crazy for his age. Like that's crazy. I don't know how old he is, but he looks great. I um, think he's uh, late for he's 70, 74 is his. Hold on. I have it right here. No way. Oh, 74 is when he's born. So he's 50. 72 is when he was born. So, all right. So he's about 52. Turned 52 this year. All right. Um, yeah, he was, he was a freak of nature. All right, now we're not even in a... Yeah, now we're in clickbait. We free shit anymore. Yep. <laughs> Anyways. Um, it, yeah, so he's just... He's a really interesting dude to watch content from and to learn more about. He had really good genetics. Um, apparently, Paul Dillett... Who's Paul Dillett? Am I thinking of somebody else? Bob Dylan? <laughs> no, Paul Dillett. Okay, I No, keep, I know, I know. No. Yeah, so Paul, Paul Dillett. It was a guy, uh, I don't know, he, I guess Lee corroborated that Paul was just super into Clen, which is true. I am super into Clen. Um, Paul Dillett, super into Clen. Um, yeah, he said he'd be sweating from the Clen because he hated doing cardio. So he'd just take more Clen. <laughs> 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 is that a cardio session just takes more clen <laughs> i'm i am now going to subscribe to that to that mindset <laughs> hey i so so i'm, I'm new into fitness and uh cardio is really hard for me what can i do meat sweats and clen sweats more clen <laughs> that's, that's so it was dumb a, it was it was the way i said it it was he hated cardio, so he just took more clen. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I mean, it's what it says. He, is, he said that Paul would be laying on the couch. He said, turn the air up because he's burning up. I'm assuming he's talking about the fan. He said he's sweating from the clen because he hated doing cardio. <laughs> so he just take more clen. <laughs> Which is weird because, I mean, for me, I mean, everybody reacts to it differently, but clen isn't what made me sweat. It was trend. Trend is what made me sweat. And Dude, I got reminded the other day, somebody said something about trend sweats, and I remembered, oh my gosh, that was the worst. I never got trend cough, um, nothing like that. I never really had any, like, serious side effects, you know, some irritability from different <laughs> shit, but, like, fucking trend sweats while sleeping, every night I was drenched. No matter how hot or cold it was in the bedroom, I was drenched. I'd wake up and I'd literally take a towel sometimes and wipe the back of my head because I'd sleep on my back a lot of the time. And my head would be so wet from filling up my pillow with sweat. I'd have to just wipe off my head like I took a shower. It was crazy. I sweat so much. Yeah. Um, and then I also, that's what made me start sweating during the gym too. Like, I barely sweat prior to taking train and then I took train and I was just drenched, 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 drenched every time I trained. Now I do cardio. Holy shit. Like I've, now that I push it in the gym now and I do more cardio and all that, 
Um, I've dropped a lot of weight, which is nice. Dropped a few pounds this past week, which is great. But um, uh, now that I do a lot more cardio, and the cardio I do is pretty difficult, you know, stairmaster or the bike or whatever. And I'm drenched. Like I looked at like how much I was sweating. I didn't really rub. Like try I try to avoid rubbing shit off my face because you just kind of smear it a lot of the time, especially when you don't have like a t-shirt or something. Like I was just wearing a stringer and yeah. the stringer was already drenched. So, so if I just wiped, I just ended up smearing it and just made it like worse. But by the time I got off the, the tra- uh, Stairmaster, I looked at like my arms and shit and I was just covered. It was crazy. I was never like that before, um, before trend that is, but also DNP, there's also DNP too, which is, uh, we talked about it before. It's a an ingredient that goes into um, it goes into. I'm pretty sure it goes into plastic explosives. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's an ingredient in explosives. Hate but, cardio. Um, you're they, gonna get explosive results. <laughs> literally, though, that's actually what would happen. They they the the women. So the factories that were making explosives back in the day. I don't know what it was. It might have been TNT. I don't think it, I don't think it's C4. I think it was TNT. They were making something um some sort of explosive and a lot of the is women in the factory and the women were losing a ton of weight like almost like to the point of malnourishment and they didn't know why they're trying to figure out why and come to find out is the dnp that they were inhaling like secondary from from making these explosives so you can actually you can buy dnp i i think dnp is very hard to come by now i want to say one of my sources has it i could be wrong I have to look. I want to say I saw it there. I know he has GHB, which is interesting, but um, DNP sells DNP, I think. And um, if you take DNP, you're like, your heart rate increases to like hit cardio level, like past steady state cardio. So steady state is like, for me, it's like 135 to 150. I'll probably approach it like 180 heartbeat with just taking DNP. So you like guys would take DNP and just sit there and just sweat it out until it's over because it'll last like three hours, but it's like doing three hours of cardio almost because your heart's beating that fast. Mm. So you're just shredding weight. Uh, but it is very dangerous. It's very dangerous to take. Um, much like halo testing is, you know, it's, it's, there's a couple of these that are just like, I would never touch with a 10 foot pole. Um, halo testing. I I'm curious how it affects me mentally because that's, what's the problem with halo testing is a great cutting agent, but they t- they say, if you take the halo testing, you, you, ruin relationships but they also say that about trend and i took trend and, and you were fine yeah you know so yeah so i don't know what would happen if i took halo testing so um that's something we got to figure out but i don't think i ever will there's no no real need for me to ever take something like that uh same with like insulin and and dnp and all that all that shit's just like it's just far and above in a way from shit i gotta take i would ever need to take you got um, unless i worked with milo sarkiv you gotta do the yeah, uh, make an exception. You gotta do the like uh, when you're at the soda machine at a uh, fast food joint, a little bit of everything in one. <laughs> yeah, it's just called Dr Pepper with extra steps. <laughs> I did that. I used to do that at Papa Gino's at your OG. Yeah, your OG workplace. I forgot that that you were there for a while until I visited up north, and I was like, "Fuck, that's right." Stop. Used to work there, which is now where the D'Angelo's is. Well, which is weird. Papa Gino's and D'Angelo's is under the same name now so oh, yeah i saw that and i was like that's where d'angelo's went they, i knew they closed down the other spot they were sister companies and then they merged to just locations mm, that's smart 
I miss PUBG Nose. It's pretty good. Well, it's still there. As far as chain goes, it's pretty it's, good. It's still no, there. I know. Yeah. I just haven't had it. Oh yeah, yeah. I I love it too, yeah, but it's, it's not just, down here. It's just more expensive than everything else, so I just never do it. Um, like mm. and considerably more. Like my the Domino's is the cheapest, and it's like two. I can get like two pizzas for like twelve bucks, and uh, like mm-hmm. a large pizza from Papagino's with like one topping, like one pepperoni topping, is like fucking 18 bucks something like that so i just i, I can't yeah. justify it yeah i mean it's pretty as far as chains go i think it's pretty good um the place we go so like what's what sucks down here pizza i think up north i would i would probably say is on average quite a bit better than pizza down here mm. um there's not many there's not many ta- italian places and even then it's not many good italian places they're either super expensive and really good or like garbage and cheap there's no in between. Yeah. Um, I've had good Italian. It's just expensive. But pizza, it's a lot of the chains. It's, you know, Domino's, Papagino's. There's um, Pizza Hut with a drive through right next to the gym. Um, there's also Swiss Papa John's, Domino's, Pizza Hut. Um, oh, well, there's also Tony's. There's Marco's. Marco's Pizza is what Paige has been liking lately. But... Um, yeah, we go back and forth. And what sucks is with these chains, they're all fucking franchises. So, like, each was a little different. And even then, like, sometimes it's cooked differently each time. So, like, we went to, um, you know, Paige likes uh, cheesy bread. Mm. And sometimes she'll get, like, a like when she gets cheesy bread from different places, sometimes she'll, like, sometimes she's in the mood for, like, stuffed crust. And not everybody has stuffed crust. So she gets Papa John's. she get, like, a small cheese pizza with mushrooms, and it's just stuffed crust. And one time, it's, like, amazing. She, like, loves it. You know, can't wait to have more. Then the second time, it's like she has one slice and she's like, "This is terrible. Why did the like what is what's going on?" It's so weird. It's so annoying. <laughs> Even though it's from the same place, it could be great one day and shit the next. Um, but that's also for food down here in general. Marcos is pretty good. Marcos is a chain that's pretty good. Same with Tony's. Tony's is pretty popular down here. Um, I would say Marcos is. It's kind of like Pub John's, but better in my opinion. It's that's kind of how I would place it. Yeah. Um, not many chains up north though. Uh, there's only a few chains, but a lot of Italian places, a lot of smaller pizza chains and stuff, or smaller pizza joints and stuff. So, <laughs> but what's your opinion on Sor- uh, Sorrento's? Hate it. No, not Sorrento. Sorry, I love Sorrento's. But um, oh, what's no, your no, opinion no, on yeah, espressos? Uh, that's that's why I knew you were going in. That I hate it. I hate it. Orange soda does not belong in my man. I have yes. I have died oh. on this hill. I am. <clears throat> I live. Me in too. the in Me the too. Fitchburg Westminster area, and I I used to live within you know throwing a baseball's distance like to Expressos. Yeah, and I I have died on this hill. I will not eat it. I will not. I have tried it once. Where I went there with all the fellows. Went probably like eight years ago. I went there, and yeah. that was the last time I ever stepped foot in there. I don't know how their other food is, but um, when I was in high school, we were in shop. Um, we would get it for like pizza parties and shit for whatever reason, like Christmas. And, you know, if we did some big project or whatever, um, but like I'd eat it if it's free, but I'm not going to yeah. buy Espresso's Pizza. So for those that aren't familiar with the Fishburg area, we have a lot of international customers or international listeners, not customers, listeners. Um, the pizza here in the U.S., I'm sure it's very different, especially from Europe. And I can't wait to try true actual pizza, um, at least from 
especially Italy. Um, I know pizza isn't very big in Italy, but, uh, you know, I do want to try from there. Anyways, the point is, for some reason, everybody loves espressos in the Wester County area for some reason. And the reason it's not good, in my opinion, pizza sauce or red sauce, whatever you want to call it, should not be overly sweet. It should be acidic, actually. Um, you should use other ingredients, and pizza should not be sweet. It should be a, a, a dairy, cheesy, creamy, like acidic, garlicky type of food, right? You can get toppings on it that can sweeten it up, like peppers will sweeten it a bit, pineapples if you go that route, ham, stuff like that. But they put – espressos puts – I don't know if they still do it. it I don't is. know if they just do straight sugar now, but they used to put orange soda yeah. in it. Um, and that's how they'd sweeten it up. And it just, it was just so sweet. I've had pizza down here that's like that. Um, it might be Marco's. There's a place down here that is sweet and it's good, but it's not like overly sweet. And I've had espressos and that shit's fucking sweet. That is super sweet. And I'm like, dude, this, this is not how pizza should be. Granted, you know, they have their own niche. You know, people, you either love it or you hate it. So like they have like their diehard customers, which is a good thing for them, but it just, it's fucking terrible. And I'm like you, I, I'll die on that hill. I will argue that all day long. You ready for the segue of the century? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Just like how <clears throat> some people love the pizza, but more of them hate the pizza. We have uh, Lee Priest, who we love his physique, but he never really won the big one. So here is some of I his, know, uh, dude. Here's some of his, his uh, rankings. You ready? like that segue? That was, that was pretty good right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me um, look it up so I can go along with it. Um, wait, I, are you on the Wikipedia? No, I'm on bodybuilding.com. And uh, yeah, it has okay, like... Let me, let me it, pull that up. I'll share the screen. Yeah. Oh, actually, see. I have a share screen button. Oh, go ahead. Let me... I don't see. know if you could or not. Where is it? Here we go. Boom. Are you... Yep. Yeah, right, perfect. It go ahead. So this is from his earliest yeah, see, it's shit ton. earliest point, which is the uh, the nineteen eighty nine. Whoa! Wait, wait, wait! Scroll up. How many are right here? Holy shit! Oh, oh, starts. Okay, sorry. All yeah, right, this I see is now. all. I thought. Yeah, it was the other direction. No, okay, no, no. So this is yeah. So he started. This is IFBB though. This is he's a pro by this point. Correct. Correct. Mr. Australia, he's already a pro. Correct. Yeah. So this is when he started competing in pro shows. Yeah, but. Mr. Australia, obviously, he's from Australia, so that's where his start kind of mm -hmm. comes from. And then he just uh, – there's so many ranked, like, placed finishes on this list, and there's just no – like. He looks like he took a break from the – from 1991 and 1992, he took a break. Yeah. To compete those two years. He probably had to put on some size. That's probably a See, look, he was IFBB lightweight. Yeah, amateur championships, IFBB lightweight, and just IFBB open. So he was pretty light at the time. Yeah. Also, so probably just put on size. Look at this, this Grand Prix stretch. This is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Holy nine, ten, well, ten shows in 1997. <laughs> but this is also like that's how they used to do it. Rodney talked about it. How they would literally take a train. He said he would. T they would take trains around Europe and compete in different shows. Yeah, like he would do. That's how they used to do it. That's not how they do it now. But that's how they used to do it. It was. Show, 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 show. Like you'd have a size, you get your size, and you get lean, and you just maintain that. And you just hit show after show after show after show, and you just do your water cut. Yeah. And that's how they used to do it. And that's how, like, Ronnie, Ronnie talked about it in his, like, I think it was his, um, The King documentary. And they also interviewed, uh, Kevin Lavrone, 
who was at the time destroying Ronnie back in like here, like the late nineties. Yeah. He was destroying Ronnie and every IFBB pro show they're competing in. And they were competing every single one, basically like this, like he would, they would hit a ton of them like this. And that the night before the Olympia that Ronnie won, I think it was the night before he went to Kevin. He said, I, I don't know what to do, man. Like, I don't think I'm going to place well. And he said, relax, man, you look great. Relax. We're all in this together whatever he was talking about. And he said, that's when they started taking shots of, of vodka yeah. and that's what dried him out. So, um, and that's when he started winning, but yeah, it was, it was like that, like a year stretch of a ton of shows, but I mean, respect to that. Like it's you compete once and it's like, I've said this before and I'll, I'll keep saying it. You don't know you like bodybuilding until you compete once. And you have just commit, like you got to commit. It's expensive to do it. It's very expensive. Usually it's a couple, two to $300 just to compete, let alone everything else involved. But you once you got to commit. And once you commit and you do it, you can tell if you like it or not. You either love it or you hate it. And I can tell you for sure, prepping for a show fucking sucks. The shit sucks. Your life evolves around it. Like I think about it now and I'm like, wow, I like, I, I like cardio, but I go to do cardio. I'm like, this shit sucks. But then I remember like every single morning waking up and doing 45 minutes of cardio during prep. Yeah. It's like my 25 minutes, 30 minutes now is a drop in the bucket to what it was. So like, it sucks. It really does suck. It's, it's very hard. It's very difficult, but it is so rewarding. And so like respect to anybody who can do something like that, like 10 shows in one year. That is insane. And he did the Olympia and look at his placings. Like they're all top 10 and another and thing, six in the Olympia. The Ironman is that so when I read Iron Man, I'm thinking a strong man. Is is he also in Well technically technically the Iron Man is that um like long marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the yeah, it's it's the very long running cycling and swimming. It's a triathlon, I'm I believe. But and it's extremely long. It's like a, it takes like a week but to do I don't think, um, I don't but think it's, that's um, this. They stopped doing it in two thousand nine. Um the I guess the Iron Man, they stopped doing it in 2009. The last one to win it was Silvio Samuel Savior, I think. Um, let's see. Who who do we know? Here, I'll let you uh, take over the screen. No, it's fine. There's nobody else that we know really in this lineup in, in 2009. Sean Ray won 1990. Ken Wheeler won 95 through 99. Sorry, 98. Chris Cormier, that's a big one. He won 99 through 2002. So it was – it's – it was just another show for them to go to. You know, it's just another one of those IFBB Pro shows. It was just called the Ironman, um, where the Grand Prix, Grand Prix translates to um, Grand Prize. So um, Grand Prix, that's why they call it racing. It's it's Grand Prix, and that's why these shows are called Grand Prix. It's the Grand Prize. It's the IFBB. It's, it's probably like Spain's biggest show. It's Russia's biggest show. It's probably like that's why it's like that. Granted, now we don't have Russia in the IFBB pro series anymore the they're the ifbb elite pro that's where um michael Krizo came from so that's why we don't see anything russian or like eastern europe like hungary i'm pretty sure hungary is over in um ipb elite pro so they're their own division they're just called the ifbb elite they're completely separate from the ifbb on, uh, in the u.s yeah um i'm sure our european listeners will know more about it but it is a separate organization um just with the same acronym of, of international federation of bodybuilding um which is I don't think they own a trademark to it, but they own a trademark to the IFBB Pro name, I think, now. But IFBB Elite Pro is now Russian, all that. That's why you don't see any more Russian stuff now. Mm -hmm. But, 
Yeah, so the Iron Man was a pro show. The last one to win it that we know actually is 2008. Phil Heath won it in 2008. Lee Priest won it in 2006, which we'll see in a minute. But actually, the, the list for Lee Priest ends in 2002 on this one. Oh, shit. This says Lee Priest won overall in 2006. Unless there's. Yeah, no, that's it. For the... Wait, what? Here, I'll dump the uh, screen. Let me see. Let me look up like his competition history, because I mean that website looked pretty shitty. So like it it may not be. Um, he played the first time at the age of thirteen and won. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, he was born in seventy two. His first competition was nineteen eighty six. School School Boys Classic Sydney. Here, I'll show you. I'll share the screen. I'll turn off the t audio. There we go. Yeah, see, so 1986, his first ever show is in Sydney, Schoolboys Classic Sydney. So I guess it's just teenage. Should I? Something like that. Should I start uh, yeah, organizing? See, look, so this goes. Should I start organizing uh, <laughs> school shows? <laughs> Get bodybuilding? And, uh, <laughs> I mean, you could, you could. You probably could. I think. I think nowadays. I don't think be, you should. I think nowadays that would be considered grooming. <laughs> I mean, I think what you could do with it is you could do like. Like a. Uh, you could call it like a flexing competition or something. Yeah. And it, it helps you you like if you wanna do this show or like you just host it at the school and you know, the parents can come and whatever, and any of the kids who wanna compete in it or do it, kinda of like a talent show, whoever wants to do it, they have to sign up and they also have to do like some like after school program or something. Yeah. Or like do like exercise or go to the gym or something like that, or like something like that would be kinda of cool because like they have like skiing programs like that. Not that there's an event at the end, but they have like skiing programs where like on Fridays or whatever, we go skiing. I used to do it with uh, Monty Tech. Or was it Monty Tech? Maybe it was Gant. Uh, I mean, Gansett. I think it was Gansett. Gansett had one. It was a skiing thing. And you'd go once a week and they would drive you up, drive us up to Mount Wachusett and we go skiing for like a few hours. And then they, my, my parents would pick me up. I'll have them, but, uh, I'll have them do like their that. own routines and then have call outs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you could just do something like that just, to be, just for fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he did NABA, Mr. Universe, I guess, and he won in 2013, PDI, Night of Champions. So, yeah, so 2006 was really where he's, like, stopped competing. I don't know what NABA is. Let me let me look that up. That's um, got to be some kind of, like, Champions League type thing because 2013 is – I guess it's, like – Like, well past his – Yeah. So, you know what it was is – so, PDI, NOC, somewhere – Either to, I don't know, let me, let me look it up to see if this is like, cause I don't know what NOC is. NOC New York. Let me see. I'm only really sharing one tab. That's why you guys don't see me searching. Um, oh, they fucking misspelled it. It was NPC. They didn't, they misspelled it. It's supposed to be NPC right here. So his, you know what I bet it was his IFBB card expired after the show, right? And he didn't re-up it. So he did the NPC New York and the PDI Night of Champions, which I bet is a amateur. Oh, it's a pro show. So it's it's not IFBB, but it's its own pro show. So he probably just paid something to get in or whatever. Um, but NABA is also, it, it's like National Something Bodybuilding Association or something. It's in the UK. So it's, it is like a amateur. It's like National Amateur You're coming through Bodybuilding Super Association Robotic. or something. Oh, it must be my internet. Well, it's, it it's from sharing the screens. I think too many tabs. Okay. 
All right, one sec. Let me close out some tabs. Yeah, my RAM was was high. Is that better now? Yeah, way better. All right, yeah, it was too much RAM. I fuck. I don't know why my Edge does that. Microsoft Edge. Um, but yeah, so NABA is like National Amateur Bodybuilding Association or something. It's in the UK. So somewhere in 2006, I think somewhere around here. Um, his IFBB pro card expired is my guess. And he just didn't want to like pay it again and re up it. So he started competing amateur shows and winning. And then he just, he Whoa. had a big break obviously between 06 and 2013 and then just stopped after 2013. Well, imagine you're, you're coming off a career like this and you're like, well, I'm just going to go hit it, hit it against the amateurs. Screw it. <laughs> like, yeah, you just go, let's, that's like, that's like, wrecked amateurs. that's like if me and my teacher sense was going to go and just step on the floor with the middle school basketball team. <laughs> yeah. Just go wreck them. Let me see if I could find his 2013. Yeah. Look, he actually looked really good. Um, I wish I could. Yeah. Share this tab instead. Let me one sec. Share this tab instead. There we go. See, look, he looked really good in 2013. Like, look at that. He he totally deserved it, especially if he's competing in – I mean, that's, what, 10 years ago? So he's 40. He could have been – that could have been Masters. I'm not sure if he did the Open or not, but – Yeah. Masters, he would wreck if he looked like this in Masters. So, I mean, he looked great. Um, Nava, University, Priest. I guess he won overall, but he looks, he looks great um, at the age of 42. 41, 42, somewhere around there. He looked great. It's pretty good. So, especially men's open. Men's physique, you'll see guys who look like pro level for much longer. There's a guy I know off the top of my head right now. He's like 45, and he still looks insane. You know, he's still competing on the pro level. But um, that's also – it's a much smaller size and much easier to maintain. Something like this is way more difficult. But, um, yeah, so I guess he did win the Ironman Pro. Arnold Classic in 2006, he got sixth. And then the Grand Prix in Australia, he got second. So that was his last like pro show was the Grand Prix in Australia. Um, but he's a really good source of uh, information, especially if you just want it, somebody to tell it like it is. Yeah. Um, he doesn't hold anything back. Um, he he talks about gear and stuff like that, and he talks. He's uh, uh, what I like about his his gear opinions a lot of time is that he he's very much more about so like a lot of guys who don't talk about gear are probably on a shit ton that's why they don't talk about it um but he talks about it because he's very much a less is more type of person which is how gear should be treated less is almost always more uh and i i mean you know anybody who's who takes drugs who's who's had i mean it's it's all over it's all over my family addictions all over my family and when you build up a tolerance for something it becomes more and more dangerous you know mm -hmm. so if you if you keep your tolerance low and don't just keep increasing the dosage to get better results. It's much better for you in the long term, And really the results are going to be diminishing returns. The more you take, um, you know, it's some of the, some of the most mid physiques out there will be on a shit ton of gear. And there's, there's guys I've seen, they talk about their gear usage and there's videos I've seen guys take fucking 10 grams of gear in the off season and they get destroyed on stage because they're just full of water. Their guts extended. Like they just look like shit because they took so much shit. Um, it's like that. Okay. So like that 19 year old, right? He's, he's probably on a lot of shit. He looks great. Phenomenal for 19. He looks better than 99.9% .9 of 
even a pro bodybuilder, to be honest. But um, he's probably taking a shit ton right now, and his genetics will only promote. So, like at nineteen, any guy on gear cannot have that physique. But his his physique has matured very, very young. Yeah. So he's not going to last that much longer in bodybuilding in comparison to like his age. Like he's probably going to be done mid twenties to late twenties at most because it's just his physique's good. His, he's peaked. Like he's going to peak way younger than most guys. Um, so like, that's, that's something to keep in mind when you're looking at age. Like that's, that's one of my biggest comparison issues is that I compare based off age and I shouldn't be doing that, you know, because there's guys who peak at different ages, you know? Um, and my time may just not have come yet yeah. for me to peak. Uh, and sometimes it's just something that just needs to click. And, you know, I, we've, I filled out a lot better, but sometimes it's just, you just need to some age, you need some density, you need some age. And the best bodybuilders out there have all been in their mid thirties competing, you know, um, like I said, Ronnie Coleman started winning the Olympias at 32, you know? So it sucks when you see some guys like, oh, he's like 19 or 20, 21, 22, and he looks insane, but it's like, you never really hear from him after that. It's, it's not about. It's not about getting your pro card. It's not about competing at the top of whatever you're competing in. It's it's what you do with it that matters. And a lot of the pro guys will say that. It's not about getting your pro card. Your pro card is just a milestone. That's just a stepping stone. It's about what you do with that pro card that matters. And sometimes getting a pro card is all people want. That's all that they ever wanted to go for. And now they can say they're an IPU pro or the pro bodybuilder. But competing at the pro level is a different story than getting your pro card. Yeah. And I think that's like where that 19 year old is like, he got his pro card, but he's not at the pro level or competing at the pro level yet. I mean, he looks great. He could probably do well in pro competitions, but he's not competing there yet. And a lot of guys who do get their pro card, especially at a young age, aren't ready to compete in the pro stage yet. Uh, it's a different level. You know, it's everybody who's at that stage has earned the same achievement you just did. Granted, you did it a lot younger, but they did it. 10 years ago and they've had all that time to put on size to get leaner, more dense, more mature muscle. So it's about what you do with it. That matters. Um, same with these individuals who have influence. And that's why we do these influencer reviews because it's not about the number of people that follow you. It's about what you do with it. That matters. And there are people out there that are to me, a hindrance on the community. And just because they have a lot of followers doesn't mean that what they say is true. Some of the, some of the best people out there, some of the most knowledgeable people out there do not have a big following and it's a damn shame. Um, you know, like one of my favorite guys to watch for just training is Johnny Shreve. He reinforces a lot of the stuff that I know is I don't need to watch a lot of training videos anymore, but, um, he's got a decent following, but not nearly as much as he deserves. And that's why I preach him. Um, you know, same with Lee priest. I think he deserves more of a following than he has, you know? Sam Sulik deserves exactly what he has. I think um, he's right in that space. Like, I'm surprised he has as much as he does because of his long form videos. You know, his training video is like 45 minutes long. I want to see like a 10 minute video. I want to see like what you do for each movement, the sets, and you're done. Like, that's what I want to see. But he has, but like, that's, that's his niche. It's who he is as a person. So he has exactly probably where he's going to stay. Like, I don't think he's going to get 20 million followers or 20 million YouTube subscribers, whatever. I think he's going to start to plateau, but his followers are his, his, uh, his diehard fans, you know, and a lot of the stuff that he has to give out is a very knowledgeable and somebody made a good point. They said, um, I forget what it was. It was something about, I think it was some shit about anime, but it was something about like how his assumptions for everything for training has been intuitively correct. So like the way he sees things in training 
has just been correct the way you should be doing it. Um, so he's like, oh, I start with compound movements and then I end with higher rep, more isolate movements that require lower weight because of the effort and blah, blah, blah. And that's really how you should be doing it. You should be doing the heavy compound stuff at the beginning and then ending it with, you know, isolate light movements, you know, cables or whatever that um, may require more energy. Like if you did heavy, it requires a ton of energy. So if you do them lighter, it's less energy on these isolate movements, but it's going to feel like more energy because you're already fatigued. Yeah. That's what his assumption was. And, but that is the correct, that is a correct way of doing it. So a lot of his assumptions are correct. So I like the, like to do these influencer reviews, especially on people who deserve it, deserve the, the praise and the, and the communication and people talking about them, you know, because again, that's what they deserve. And same looks one of them. Lee priest is one of them. We'll talk about more. I'm sure. And I know that a lot of our listeners, you guys like it. I'll put up a poll. If you guys are still listening, I'm going to put up a poll on this episode and see if you guys enjoy the influencer reviews. Um, a lot of our influencer review episodes, you guys seem to enjoy. So we'll keep doing them. Um, and if you guys have any suggestions uh, on who we should do next, I'll leave that in the, in the uh, episode as well on Spotify. At least if you guys are listening on Spotify, I'll leave it in there as well. Um, so le let us know who you guys want us to talk about. Um, and I'll also put up a poll if you guys enjoy it too. So, um, we just, yeah, the influencer reviews, I think it's just good to talk about people who deserve it. Yeah. So yeah, a little spiel there <laughs> go off sometimes, but, um, yeah, Lee Priest definitely deserves it. I think you guys should check out Lee Priest content and go do some tricep poses, everybody. <laughs> yep. Do some side triceps or something and, and recreate the side <laughs> chest. But all right. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. We'll be up next weekend with a new episode. All right, y'all. Have a great week. We'll see you guys.